0: Morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Break on Unsafe Space. Today is someday Friday, I don't know what it is. March 4th, Friday, March 4th. You're watching Coffee Break, which is a live show every Monday and Friday at 11am here on Unsafe Space. Carrie is not here again today. I know you all miss her, especially Judson Pinson in chat. But she's streaming on Deprogrammed, her Deprogrammed channel in about an hour, I think. So you can check her out there. UnsafeSpace.com is where you should be watching this if you can. Uh, you can also watch it on YouTube, Odyssey, Utreon, Rumble. Um, but we do embed the live stream on our website as well. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at underscore unsafe space. And you can support us financially by going to unsafespace.com slash support. Uh, you might want to invade the uh, subscribe button here if you haven't already. Oh, and one last thing. Where is it? Somewhere in this room, I have uh, the book for book club. The book club is this Sunday, March 6th. It is The Real Anthony Fauci. We will be streaming on our website. We will be streaming on Utreon, Rumble, Odyssey. Um, We're not going to stream on YouTube because we want to be able to talk about the book. So we will have like a placeholder little video telling you where to go on YouTube for those who just show up on YouTube. But be aware, unsafespace.com is probably the best place to go uh, if you don't know any of the other channels because it'll just be embedded there. But we want to have the book club discussion and we want to have a real open discussion about the book. And uh, I don't think Susan at YouTube would appreciate what we might have to say. All right. So kinda, kind of a fun show today, I think. Uh, I'm not sure who's producing it because one of the people who is going to be joining us is in fact our intrepid producer, Beverly. Can you? Are you still sticking yourself on screen or do I have to do that, Beverly? There we go. I got
1: it. She's going to do both Hello.
0: at the same time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I think everyone probably knows you. We're also joined by uh, Thomas St. Thomas, who is one of our writers uh, on our Substack, which we're still trying to get underway, but he's a prolific writer and writes some awesome stuff. So there's Thomas St. Thomas. Hey, guys.
2: Thanks, Carter.
0: Welcome. And finally, we are. Joined by Sunny Sunny Loman, who is from House of Sunny TV. Sunny.
3: Hey, hey
4: How everybody! Good. I'm at the House Good. of Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> doing
0: well. Always, always sunny. <laughs> Where it's All always right. sunny. Always. It is. Uh, I love. I, we were just talking yesterday about some of your. You've done some like really funny stuff on your channel over the years. I think so.
4: Yeah. A couple of comedy yeah. videos on there.
0: Yeah. Back yeah. back
4: before it was cool, I have to say. It was
0: before it was cool. Yeah. You did a really good Sonny has a really good video of uh, you know, remember those black and white celebrity videos about stopping gun violence? Like we we have a plan or whatever. I forget exactly you can yeah. describe it better, but she has her own version of it. It's pretty good. Yeah,
4: they they came out with that demand a plan a while back. I'm sure most people remember that. Um and I just was like, I'm gonna splice myself in that. And I, you know, <laughs> oh, I wrote.
1: Seeing this, I did watch that video. Okay, agreed. yeah, yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. I spliced myself in there, saying crazy stuff and making fun of it. So that was that was a good one. I liked that one. Yeah. Um, I have another one that has yet to be taken down, where I'm actually in blackface temporarily and very shortly, a very <laughs> short period of time, <laughs> and kind of unintentionally, but it's still up. So. Now that I've said that, people will go over and complain about it and report it, and it'll get taken down. <laughs> yeah. We'll go see it before it gets taken down.
2: Is that why I'm here today? So we make sure everyone knows Sonny has a somewhat black friend? <laughs> right, yes. Fantastic.
4: <laughs> I need more of those to give myself some street cred.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, well, you know, there's a super chat from Johnny Boy quick, quick Draw that kind of kicks off what we probably should talk about. <laughs> Which is, Carter, I'm not getting the appropriate level of gravitas and tears of commiseration for oh. Ukraine from the show so far. You need to step it up. Who wants to practice crying the most? Can someone do it on demand? I haven't
2: cried since junior high school, so I'm <laughs> out. <I already laughs>
4: <There you> <laughs> My Ukraine flag is in the other room. <laughs> yeah. I...
0: I, did you watch the uh, State of the Union, by the way? Did anyone watch the State of the Union?
4: Uh, I watched the clip where Nancy Pelosi was like <laughs> Oh, I loved that. <laughs> so drunk. I'm I've somebody so obviously high on something. Oh, she was creepy. I don't know if knew- any yeah. have you seen that, Carter?
0: <laughs> I I have seen it. I feel like it's <laughs> evidence that she's not actually human, that she's in like a skin suit and the glove Isn't didn't like go all that? the way in and <laughs> yeah, like she's like- her, her tentacles are <laughs> What was that? Was
2: that like a new form of people who snap instead of clap?
0: That's what I was wondering. Is it like oh, silent yeah. applause? You, you like rub yeah. your knuckles together? Like I don't know. This?
1: But they the already fall.
2: that <laughs> looks like
0: yeah. yeah. Like I know Nancy, if you do this it won't look evil anymore. Like right. Right. If it's this. <laughs> it won't look evil. I have to rub them together somehow. You don't understand. Oh um, my god. She's yeah. the worst. I didn't. I didn't actually watch it. I watched like the beginning of it the next day, and then I, because I felt bad for not watching it, and then I was like, oh, I should go watch it the next day, and I, I got in like ten minutes into it, and I was like, I can't.
4: Did you see? I thought the best description. I mean, I didn't watch it, but Tucker Carlson said about it the next day it was the state of the Ukraine
0: instead of. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to mention. Like it, the, the the sea, like so many people had blue and yellow. That if you were from, if you were an alien, like if you were from Nancy Pelosi's home planet and you didn't know what was going on and you came in to see, you would think that blue and yellow were our country's colors.
4: What's messed up about it is I, I would have supported like red and white when the Canadians were being repressed by their own government. And like, <laughs> let's stand in solidarity with the Canadians are right next to us and part of our culture and, and the west uh, you know this obsession with a country that we have almost nothing to do with except bribes and money laundering um well we
0: did help topple the government in 2014 and install someone okay, in,
4: that in is connection. is you're right <laughs>
0: yeah, we have we got plenty of connections <laughs> <laughs> well you and i might not but the uh, our own elites have the connections yeah i
4: do we have to qualify by saying that we care about the poor people who live there and are having to, you know, that are just pawns and. Well, yeah,
2: it's kind of like everyone has to announce. I think they do this in Australia, that the indigenous land that we're standing on for this next several weeks while this conflict is going on, you can't start a video. You can't start an email. You can't start a conversation about it without first saying the obvious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which does seem like it doesn't need to be said. And yet I feel the need to say, of course yeah. I care about the poor Ukrainians. Of course I don't people, want to see people da, 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 da. die. Yeah. of yeah. Cu- And of course, by the way, war is bad. And like, I'm not, they they, they have the false dichotomy set up, right? Where you either, yeah, you, you either masturbate to pictures of Zelensky or you love Putin. <laughs> like those are the only two options that you have now. Uh, you can't it? just be like. They,
4: they always set us up in that trap. Like you don't want to wear a mask on your face. Oh, you want to kill grandma?
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're a Nazi? Like, wait, what? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so that's, by the way, speaking of Nazis, I don't know if people know. There are like
1: speaking kind of Nazis. Of actual
0: pseudo-Nazis in Ukraine, in the army of the Ukraine in the South. Uh, but hey, we can ignore that. That's fine. Um, well, when you're
2: desperate for people, you don't have room to discriminate, right? That's a good
4: point. You, take you, you can't discriminate against
2: people who discriminate.
4: You have to take anyone who will help you. Including the Nazis, <laughs> and by Nazis, so, what do you mean by that? You mean the yeah. uh,
3: like
4: fascists like our government, or people who don't like Jews, or what? What are we talking about?
0: I think when people talk about the group in in, the U- in Ukraine, I think it's is it the Azov Brigade or whatever. I think they're I think they're anti Semites, but I'm not totally sure. I don't know. I don't know. who knows they're they're listed on wikipedia as who like so maybe they're not at all maybe they're not nazis in any way maybe they just uh, voted for trump or supported <laughs> trump who knows i don't know uh, what
4: nazis is anymore
0: yeah no i don't either but one I, I one thing that i think sh- matters that w- we should all kind of pay attention to in the us is have you seen their i mean i think i know we all saw the calls for like kicking russian students out uh of the country, which I don't think has happened, but they've, they're they now sanctioning these Russian oligarchs. The, U, the EU is and, and the US is. Have you paid attention to any of this?
2: I've seen some of the sanctioning of, I know people dumping out vodka, silly things like that. And I think um, a university in Milan said they would no longer hold a class on Dostoevsky because they wanted to pause because he's a Russian writer. <laughs> so I see a lot You're of- kidding me. It, no, I looked, I thought I was shocked too. So I looked it up and there's several news sources and they, they rescinded that they rescinded the rescinding of, of the person <laughs> they invited to talk about those, but yeah, it reminds me of what you said earlier, Sonny, about the false dichotomy where um, it's either you're all in or you're all out. And you know, they're, they're, kicking, they're talking about kicking Russian students out. They can't differentiate between some kid who wants to come here and go to school as and the government who's, you know, going in on Ukraine hard right now. It's like it's a level of just inability for nuance is insane to me right now.
0: Yeah. So I got I there's I have three right in front of me. Uh we don't have to put those stories up, but we we can if you want. I don't know what Beverly's up to. I feel like I can't ask Beverly to do anything because she's supposed to be in the conversation. But uh challenge exists. Yeah. Google has paused all ad sales to Russia. The International Cat Federation has I banned Russian cats way. from competing in their thing, and the Listen. Paralympics have banned Russian Paralympic athletes. Which is like, yes, yeah, that's really sick. Actually, I
4: was gonna say the joke. The pro- Putin is a cat lover, so this really does hurt him where it counts, but. <laughs> that paralympics thing is wrong
0: i mean, i just i mean i wouldn't mind just banning cats generally but uh hey i now. think the yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> gone too far
0: it reminds me of now
1: you, how- now i know you're evil <laughs> yeah
0: exactly. yeah that's right
2: it reminds me how, how with covid everybody decided well just because i'm not a doctor or i'm not in public health or an epidemiologist i still should be doing something So every single website you go to that has nothing to do with COVID or every email that I got from any company that I've ever contacted said, here's what we're doing about COVID. And it's like, I don't care what you're doing about COVID. You're my car insurance company. And that just happened over and over again. And still, when you go to any website, you see that here's COVID-19 information. I don't care about your COVID-19 information. Just do what you're supposed to do. But they're doing something. That's their thing. They're acknowledging it. And I think this is the same thing to where people think, well, I've got to do something. I can't just not do anything and say something. Well, what can we do? I don't know how about russian cats yeah let's get rid of those and that shows our solidarity with the ukrainian people it's like no, that,
4: it's so weird it this is again a typical liberal thing where they take out their, they just have these knee jerk reactions and they're just taking it out on the russian people right. the, the cat lovers and mm-hmm. the the athletes and the i i mean they're not the ones doing this so even if you're upset about it and it doesn't hurt putin at all right but that's how they act like they don't like republicans and so then they just kind of they take this wide circle of destruction
1: do we know that it doesn't hurt putin or is he like a really is he really into cats or something that maybe he's just he might be crying, crying at home yeah maybe
0: his cat <laughs> was, wins every year yeah she maybe she was competing and yeah she, she you know what? You
2: maybe care. if i steal man all these ridiculous things and the people of russia start to protest more and more and get it get on the opposite side of putin because i know they're already i think 1600 people have already been arrested for mm-hmm. protesting there so if i was going to steal man it maybe it'll get them to protest a little bit harder and more upset because they start to feel it on their individual lives. Like I think with uh, like they can't pay for things with Apple Pay and things like that. So yeah, maybe, but it's still a little. Slow. Well, but just, they're also claiming is, he's
0: that. a dictator. So if he's a dictator, how does his populace pressure him at all? Like right,
2: without without it'll be maybe with force or revolution. And I'm sure even a dictator at some point, you know, if the protest is hard enough, and it's more than just a protest, and maybe there's other people in the government that can say, all right, you know, the generals get together and say, okay, we've had enough. I, you know, cause I don't know the, I don't know how Putin is insulated and how his leadership actually works. So I'm, I'm not sure.
0: Well, speaking, maybe speaking of that, should we look at the Lindsey Graham tweet? Did you guys see this Lindsey Graham tweet? Oh, Yeah. I just, I'm not, I, I kind of find it hard to believe that this is what's being proposed. Let's see if I can pull it up. Hold on. I can. Oh, you got it? All right.
1: This one?
0: Yeah. <laughs> is there a Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the Russian military? The only way this ends is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out.
3: Isn't You'll that a your-
0: <laughs> You'll be doing your country and the world a great service.
4: So an American senator has called for the assassination of a world leader. Yes. Hmm. Smart move, Lindsay.
0: <laughs> I just, I I feel like I, we need to remind people, Russia has the largest nuclear arsenal in the world. Um, now, say what you will about Putin. He hasn't fired any nukes since he's been in power, which has been for a long time. Uh, who the hell gets... Who replaces him? <laughs> like the guy willing to assassinate him? Is he going to be better? I don't know. I I don't know if that I want to gamble on that.
4: It's a very short term thinking strategy here. <laughs> that I mean, if we're just purely looking at it from kind of global stability, and I mean, is Putin so bad? I I don't. I, he's he's got a stable country. That's nuclear, like you said. So if he's taken out, I mean, look at what's happened when we've meddled in other countries and taken out leaders and, you know, done coups and things like that. Really, you know, and then we had to take in refugees from like, look at Somalia, look at Libya, look at uh, on and on Iraq. Yeah, I mean, Libya is a great
0: example, a great recent example of a guy who no one thought Qaddafi was a good guy. And no right. one was arguing that he was a good guy, but look what taking him out did.
4: Right. They literally it's, have slavery there now.
0: Right. They have, yeah, they have open air slave trade Yeah, in Libya.
4: <laughs> it's a better yeah. place. We, we did a great thing. for the I think a world. lot of it
2: that people will get caught up on persons to where, well, if Hitler's a bad guy, we just take care of him. Um, if, Putin's a bad guy, we just take care of him. If Gaddafi's a bad guy, we just take care of him. They don't look at the problem being that centralization of power in the first place, because it's not, you know, you're going to have bad guys and different people are going to do different things and with that much power. But once you start centralizing that power, you're always going to have the worst person looking to step into that um, place, even if you start out with the most benevolent person. So you can kill all these people as they get to the top, but you have to make sure that there is no top position that holds that type of power in the first place.
0: Yeah. And, and our obsession with democracy as the answer, uh, I think is also a problem because obviously democracy is not, I have said this before, democracy is a means, not an end. Like the, the goal is to protect individual rights and democracy is a proposal for how to do that under like maybe a constitution and blah, blah, blah. But we just act like democracy is the cure. Also in Libya, they, we like, Oh, why don't we let them vote? Actually, they, they voted for someone much worse than Gaddafi. Like, Oh, we want the Muslim brotherhood to be in charge. Oh, fuck. Like that didn't yeah. go well. <laughs> Actually not democracy was better. In Libya. (laughs) Can we we go back to
2: not democracy? That happened in, is it the Gaza Strip? What are the two different locations in Israel? Where they had actually had a... The West uh, Bank? Yeah. The the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. They had elections and they um, voted for some not great people. And it was similar when I was in Afghanistan to where we would have, everyone would get so excited as if, these, we would have to provide security at elections and things like that. And everyone would get so excited as if that's the flag. Like now we plant the flag, democracy is here. We just have to keep doing this. And, you know, it didn't really change much much because as you said, it's, you know, they're voting for people who may not, we may not want to be in power in the first place. So they did treat it as if that was the end, like, oh, great, we have elections. So we're getting close to moving forward. It's like, it's not how it works.
0: Yeah. Afghanistan's similar, like, hey, let's give these people who have like really low literacy rates and and quite frankly some questionable religious beliefs, uh let's let's let them vote. Okay. Right. I mean
4: it's kinda like when they gave women the vote here.
0: <laughs> oh, Sonny's gonna go there. Let's <laughs>
4: go. I'm just kidding, ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We have a guy in chat. I haven't seen him in a while, but he always his name is Tom and he always just starts with repeal nineteen and a lot of times that's his only <laughs> comment <laughs> so <laughs> I think he would uh he'd be quite happy with you <laughs> so what should what uh what do you guys are you guys paying attention to anything in the news other than Russia Ukraine or are you consumed with this
1: I don't pay attention to anything there
4: is no other news I yeah. mean it's really hard to find. Even the people that I normally follow for the other news, the the real mm-hmm. news, are talking about this because it's so in our faces. Of course, the things they're saying about it is kind of what I already think, which is this is a this is out of hand. But that's the commentary that's out there. Is whoa? Why are we all focused on this? Yeah. Yeah,
2: I, I've been reading a lot more about it. I I was wasn't paying that much attention because I don't like to do too much of world politics, because it gets so complicated, but I did do a lot more reading and listening today. Um, And I think one of my favorite angles was uh, Michael Schellenberg, who talked about the green movement and how things have changed so much as far as energy production, that we're really playing into a lot of these things. Um, And I'm wondering if we're going to start to be able to shift some minds because i think a lot of the reasons that a, a lot of us are getting pulled into this is because of some of the energy dependence on foreign countries which we were moving in that opposite direction until about a year ago yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean we've we've done basically nothing to well biden biden has moved against energy independence for the us and there's there's you know it's the it's the green movement that is against anything related to extracting oil from us oil fields or anything. Um, sure. and I, know I, I think Europe's got like, what, like somewhere like somewhere between 40 and 50% of their energy comes from Russia. Um, yeah, Something like that. I
2: think it's really very depending on where you are. I think, I think France is one of the most independent ones. I, I think they're like 70%, but that's 70%. They
0: have a lot of nuclear. nukes. I was
2: yeah. was gonna yeah, say that's, important...
4: that's because they embrace nuclear energy.
2: Except they are actually winding. They have been until today. I don't know if they're changing their minds, but they have been winding back on that. Like a lot of other countries. I think Germany is almost shut down all the
0: nuclear plants. California shutting oh, really? one down. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I think it has to do with a lot of people's hesitancy because of some of the emotion attached to the concept of nuclear. You know, it's almost as if we had nuclear bombs or so we think of nuclear war and the Cold War and everything related to that has to be super, super dangerous. And then we have uh, Chernobyl, Three Mile Island, and then what happened to Fukushima. So there's this emotional attachment to nuclear is bad because it can blow up and everything will be decimated. But, you know, what they don't realize is that the amount of death from those um, tragedies is incredibly low. I mean, even if you look at the cancer rates for uh, the area around Chernobyl, it barely rises higher than what you would normally expect. Um, And even with the the numerous people who have gotten, what is it, uh, thyroid cancer? you know, usually that's where the conversation ends. Nobody says there is a 1% mortality rate with thyroid cancer. So, <laughs> there, you know, there's a lot of details here that come out when you start talking about it. And, you know, I, I think we actually have more people die in 9-11 than all of those three um, tragedies combined. You know, it's some ridiculously low number, but we tend to think nuclear bad.
4: Fukushima, too. I mean, that was a huge disaster. And I I don't even think there was one death. Or was there one? I mean, it related to the nuclear plant. Yeah,
2: yeah um, I, I read up on it again. I think there's one guy who had some kind of terminal cancer and he got paid really well from the uh, Japanese government. But outside of that, I don't think there was.
4: Yeah. I, and that to me, that whole incident actually proved how safe those things are because... Right. I mean, think of the fires in California that have been a result of
0: <laughs> more people die from electrical
4: those. wires.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, I I think one of the issues with nuclear is, well, a lot of other energies, there's lots of there's uh, kind of a steady stream of deaths with respect to like mining and extraction and all that stuff. And it's, just, you know, a guy in an oil rig dies. You don't hear about it or, you know, someone mining the stuff for the you know, some of the heavy metals used in windmills. Like you, you don't, it doesn't make the news, but an, a nuclear plant problem makes the news and maybe you have the potential for a bunch of deaths or at least uh, they can talk about it on the news all at once. And that's kind of something that's, a, you know, in our face and, and we notice. But yeah, I felt the same way about Fukushima. I was like, man, there was a huge earthquake and like, that's all that happened. That's like, like a, yeah. wow, that, yeah. that's pretty good um yeah that- didn't more people die in brazil
2: within the past two weeks from a mudslide
1: Jeez.
2: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah this stuff happens all the time but we're worried about nuclear which is i think carbon zero as well
4: that's right it's right like the cleanest right. energy that we have i think it's the yeah. least polluting i mean even you know the mining of all the rare minerals and stuff for the solar panels and things like that. Like, you know, all those other sort of side costs are not taken into account too.
2: And what you do with a solar panel afterwards, not to mention that, you know what a pain in the ass it is to fix your roof. If you got solar panels on it. Oh yeah. I'll bet. <laughs> I can't. I have family members dealing with that now. It's like, you don't even replace the roof because it's just too much of a pain in the butt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's something I like about Schellenberger. Uh, is that he's um, because he's coming from an environmentalist perspective um, He he's harder for a lot of people to dismiss because he's not coming from like a I don't believe in climate change at all and fuck the environment he's not coming from that perspective at all um, he's coming from a I care about this it's a real thing but his but he makes really sound arguments for it, and everything we're doing about it is completely wrong I <laughs> was just like, oh. Yeah, and I think time. he's a big advocate for nuclear, right?
4: Carter, right? did you get your basket to put your compost stuff in recently? The California compost oh, no, basket. we're
0: supposed to get I think they oh, did they pass a law, a that I, We have to now. Yeah, <laughs> it's
4: a state thing now where you are required. <laughs> which is <laughs> hilarious because I'm like, how are you going to enforce that? <laughs> You're required to separate your waste out of your food now and put it into a new plastic compost bucket. And then I think you're supposed to put that bucket somewhere, I don't know, until they pick it up every week, right? So or empty it, like in your house with this rotting food, or I'm not sure exactly how that's that supposed the to work.
2: weirdest thing. I mean, I would do it here because we have places to garden, <laughs> you know, so I, I think about that, but I can imagine mandating it, and i grew up in california and i'm i'm thinking of the little place where i lived where the hell would i keep yeah. rotting your food? little
4: your little apartment
1: in la yeah. <laughs> right a little condo
2: in san diego yeah i'm not That's what i was yeah. thinking
1: how long do you keep your trash around is that different than a, in your garbage if you have like is, it like is it an actual open basket or is it like a cover? yeah i got
4: my basket it's a plastic thing about this big with holes oh. on the top So that the gases can come out, I'm assuming.
3: So you can smell it.
1: Yeah,
4: I'm like, what am I supposed to do? If I put this outside, I will attract predator animals too. Yeah. Um, There's a bobcat. There's big cats that live around my house, coyotes, um, all kinds of things, creatures, animals. So that's not really going to work. I mean, they're going to take the food. Um, I'm going to track them to my home and then uh, I don't know if I keep it in the house where that doesn't happen, then I'm going to stink up my house and it's the most ridiculous thing and it's, it's required. So I won't be doing it, but.
0: Well, uh, hold on. Let me send this clip to what's the enforcement bureau that will be coming to your house and arresting you for this. I don't know. Who's, Who's running this in California. I don't know.
4: It's coming from the state, so
0: yeah. But is there like a department of a new do department we now of have a compost? Depart- yeah, Department of Composting and Filth. Is that a <laughs>
4: Department of <laughs> Filth?
0: <laughs> you
2: know, I you know I, I remember when New York City, I think it was, was telling people to um, send them information about neighbors who were were not complying with COVID restrictions early on, and they had to shut it down because they got a bunch of dick pics.
3: I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, yes,
4: this could be the
2: same thing you know instead of you know dumping a bunch of trash in there just dump a bunch of feces in there and go here and pick this shit up
4: oh well Literally. that's compostable
3: yeah,
2: so
0: yeah maybe exactly they it's care. natural
4: they're just I, we try tried- another guy to deal with that or another 100 people to deal with that
0: there you go yeah which Expand comes out their of our power. taxes which are high already in california i mean We we tried to do comp like we because we have room on our property to like do composting, although we also have coyotes. Uh and we tried to do composting, and when we put it outside, coyotes would obviously like eat any kind of meat or anything like that would get and we would attract animals and we attracted skunks and stuff, like and you know, that's great (laughs) animals, right? Um, and then if we tried to put it inside you know what happens is flies happen really quickly. You get Gross. flies all over your kitchen. There's flies or wherever you have it. So there's like and 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 we, you know, we have a not a small house with a decent amount of property. And I was thinking to myself, you know, when I moved to San Francisco, I had like a one bedroom slash maybe it was more like a studio apartment. What the hell would I have done? What would, what would I be doing with my composting? It's just sitting, like, where could it possibly go? The way we usually
2: do it is that you get a a tub and you dump it in there and you got to rotate it. So it's sealed up and it's off the ground. So, I mean, that works pretty well, but even then you have to, to really make it work, you have to pay attention to the different things you put in there to really get any good soil. Hmm. So it's one of the problems with it is just a whole nother deal or when you need garden. So you just call the guy down the street and they dump it in your yard. You know, it's just one more thing you have to do and have to think about and have to work on. And then, especially here, when it's 20 degrees for four months, you don't want to walk outside and spin a bunch of trash.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's a tax on your time. I was thinking about this the other day, like there's taxes on your money, obviously, but a lot of governments spend more and more like there's more when, when you have more and more regulations like this, they're taxing your time, which time is money and actually stuff that's more important than money, like spending time with your family or whatever. So they're taxing your time. Um, just, I mean, and just the complexity of the monetary tax code itself is a tax on your time. Cause like, think of the amount of time you have to spend dealing with stuff that you wouldn't, if the government didn't require records and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and now they're kind of getting into they're getting into your business about. I I can't I can imagine California having. I hate to say this, but like rules about meat versus vegetable stuff that you have to do oh. things with. And well, they already like, have
4: done that in a way, in that they have made processing meat here so difficult. Mm-hmm. They have these really weird rules about um, how meat gets processed, so it has to be trucked in where normal places you can process your meat within the state that you're eating it. And so like I learned this when I tried to buy a freaking turkey for Thanksgiving. I've only lived in California um, six years. But this last Thanksgiving, and I don't know, something else was going on too. Something with the truckers. That was it. It was like new regulations regarding trucks added to these other regulations about processing meat. My turkey was $8 a pound. And other people in the country were paying 33 cents a pound. <laughs> so wow. people were buying chicken instead. It was nuts. I, I was in the store and like I saw lots of people buying two chickens instead of a turkey. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not progress. <laughs> you gotta raise your own. It all had to do, do you know with processing is? and they're doing it to promote vegetarianism
1: you know oh, oh. And, like the, it's Apes, yeah.
4: impossible burgers oh
2: yeah i think a lot of those regulations on blatantly are looking to make things too expensive to do and i think they do that a lot with energy um, they're trying to are, do it
4: with ammunition i think or yeah think oh absolutely things, with yeah. ammunition like, especially you right. know we can't ban guns we'll just make ammunition so expensive and hard to buy yeah. What's the point of having a gun? Or the
2: liability if you shoot, if someone gets shot with your gun, then I don't want to own one, but just, you know, because I can't afford the liability. All those kinds of things. They keep tick tacking yeah. around the issue right. to see how they can get at it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ammo's yeah, been, I, is it expensive? I think it's hard to get an expensive everywhere, but I think it's particularly bad in California. Um, because, mm-hmm. first of all, I you can't get, I don't know if people that are in California know this. You can't get ammo shipped to your house anymore. You know how you can go to like cheaperthandert.com or whatever and like get ammo like a normal person. Uh you can't do that anymore. All ammo has to go to a an FFL. You have to like that's, sit, an that's FFL. gotta be shipped is someone, that a dealer. Uh, a a licensed farms license. Okay. Yeah, a licensed dealer. Right. And I remember like maybe a couple of years ago, um my wife was out and I she was texting me and I was like, Oh, can you stop at the sporting goods store. She had to like go do something near there. Anyway, I'm like, can you stop at the sporting goods store and get some, I don't know. I don't remember what caliber I wanted. Probably 45 or what does. I was like, can you pick some, you yeah, know, pick some stuff up and they wouldn't let her buy the ammo because she, they asked her if it was for her and she said, she's getting it for her husband. And that was a big no, no, like, no, you can't buy ammo for someone else. And then she's like, well, can I buy it for myself? And they're like, no, because you don't have, I guess she had a green card. Maybe she didn't have her green card. I don't remember, but whatever she didn't, she didn't qualify as being allowed to buy ammunition at all. <laughs> so she like, she ended up waiting in this big long line. Cause apparently everyone had wanted ammo. I don't know what was going on. It was probably like pre COVID or whatever. And, uh, yeah, she ended up coming home empty-handed, saying like they wouldn't let me. There was no way they wouldn't let me leave the store with ammunition. They wouldn't let me buy anything. You have to go buy the ammo.
2: So the right for self-defense is delineated along what lines? Yeah. <laughs> Citizenship lines, yeah. or is it? I guess <laughs> it's just, that's so weird. Yeah, they, it's funny they they often make they often make these rules um, that differentiate people like that while constantly waving the flag of inclusivity and everything. It's like, well, now you're differentiating people. They did the same thing with COVID. Most of the people that were mandated out of school or jobs um, were minorities. So there you go. Systemic racism.
1: You need a gun registered to you to buy ammo in California? I just saw someone in chat say. Oh,
0: maybe. Oh, I think maybe you do. I don't like... I'm I
1: is that right? You I don't even know if I'm in gun? compliance you
0: know with everything. Like no, I don't
1: He keeps buying ammo for guns we don't have, and I keep because he's like he he wants to get it, but then so he wants to buy the ammo first before it runs out. And I'm just like, stop stop buying ammo oh, no, for no. No, buy the gun. No, honey. don't stop
0: buying ammo. I know buy I'm
1: buying ammo. ammo. Get we the gun. <laughs> ammo for guns yeah, well I know. That's you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I... Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know all the rules in California. I think they also had a law at one point where they tried to pass. You also can't get a bunch of guns in California. I think you can't buy, you can buy used different. I haven't. So the problem with California is one of the problems with California in gun laws is you can't, they pass them. And they're always retroactive. So like you're probably in violation of something if you're not up on whatever the fuck they're doing because yeah. you're not paying attention.
4: It's even um, hard to buy non-lethal weapons here. Um, I tried to buy a you know, we had like I said, we have this um we have a lot of big wildlife around here. Mm-hmm. And I had at the time, you know, a five-year-old girl. <laughs> and like you just wanna <laughs> be able to do something if something were to happen. And I tried to get this pepper ball gun or something and couldn't get it in California. Couldn't, wouldn't ship it here. So they they just don't want you to be able to defend yourself at all. They don't want you to have any responsibility for yourself.
0: Right. Cause that makes you dependent,
2: which is what they want. Yeah. Um. I was actually, I built my own rifle when I was still in California before I moved out to Pennsylvania. And I remember taking it to a gun shop, I needed a part or something. And then I, I set it down on the table, and the guy just put his hands up like this, says, I can't touch that. And I was like, What's wrong? It has a magazine ejector, and that is an assault rifle. You need to bring it back without that on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was if shocked. His
4: hands are up. He's like, Yeah, yeah. he was
2: like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. And he, he wow. knew how ridiculous it was, but he was like, Yeah, I, I can't even help you until you get that off of your rifle, and I'll sell you the piece that you need, but I can't even touch your rifle.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's I'm sure there's, it, I think now they've got like they've got rules about firearms that like they need to have stuff in them that most, a lot of, like they've dropped safety rules and like a chamber loaded indicator and stuff like not every, like a normal 1911 I don't think you can buy new anymore, like an a regular, a regular old gun from, you know designed a hundred and some odd years ago, You like it's not it's not California legal
4: maybe we could pass like a federal amendment to the Constitution that gives us the right to bear arms maybe huh. that would
0: well shouldn't it be like
4: <laughs> I'm trying to think like how about only for a well-regulated like what we <laughs> Yeah. what can we do yeah. about this like there's already a federal law that says mm. this is wrong and here we are I know
0: point. it doesn't it, yeah California doesn't care no, did you don't. speak in a Speaking of the Constitution, did you see this thing on the View? Let me see if I can find this. I can't believe I know this. Yeah. Do you know who this guy Eli Eli Ellie Mistle? Do you know this dude?
1: No. Yeah.
0: Apparently, he's the Justice correspondent for the Nation. So, what? That's a that's a bad. Yeah, there's a correspond a Justice correspondent. They don't put Justice in quotes, but I think they mean it that way.
4: Does that mean Department um, of Justice?
0: No. <laughs> no. No, so who does he work for? The nation. The, 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 the publication oh. of The Nation. Oh, okay. oh, oh I got it. Sorry, you. Okay. yeah, you, meant, you thought I meant like...
4: America. Government,
2: yeah. No,
0: no. Okay. <laughs> you thought I meant Ukraine. No, yes. I meant... Yes. <laughs> I meant a magazine. Uh, all right, hold on, let me... Let me okay.
4: The justice works. correspondent for <laughs> The Nation magazine.
0: Yeah, you can imagine. So you can imagine already the status. Let me see if I can. this is you will. Even the people on the view were like, "What? What did you say?" Uh, hold on. Let me. Let me. Uh, that, yeah,
2: that word justice has been it. so so corrupted for me. I, I see know. little girls wearing pink t-shirts that say justice with a rainbow on it, and I'm just like, ah. it's supposed to be a nice thing.
4: You know. All right. I can comment on little girl t-shirts for a second because (laughs) if you have a little girl, you see this, I'm sure Carter, you've seen this. Uh, All the t-shirts for little girls are weird, cringy, desperate, girl Mm -hmm. power.
0: Oh, girls. I was going to say they're all girl power.
2: Yeah.
4: Girls, girls, girls. girls, girls (laughs) I'm a girl.
2: That's my superpower.
4: It's like weird. And I'm like, my daughter doesn't need this like this Mm -hmm. implies there's something wrong with being a girl like that's right I mean that they have to wear a t-shirt that counters some anti-girl narrative that is out there that she's unaware of
0: right girls can do science too yes that's exactly
4: (laughs) right like a t-shirt like Uh, no clue (laughs) and that's literally all the t-shirts that's all of them
2: yeah, Old Navy is lined up with. I have trouble finding a T-shirt that says that doesn't say something
3: when I yeah.
2: when I go yeah, to spend my my rewards. Yeah, yeah. All
0: right, here. Let me tell me if you can hear this when I play. If you can't, we'll have to figure out another way to play it. Or, or maybe Beverly knows how to make it yeah. audible. Okay, here we go. Oh wait, let me make sure the site's not muted because if it's muted, no, it's not. All right.
1: Nope. No sound.
0: Oh really? That's a shame. Are you? It's so that? awesome.
1: Hang on, I'm seeing. Beverly do it.
4: Here. The Constitution is kind of crashed.
0: Yeah, that's so. <laughs> I know the headline kind of gives it away, but Beverly's going to do it. Right. I do. I do see the shirt she's wearing. Of course. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Someone Someone said- Can you hear that?
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: Some will say, okay, so are you arguing
0: for throwing out the Constitution? Should the Constitution be thrown out? What do we do? Is it a living document, Is it a, or is it a sacred document? It's certainly not sacred, all right? Constitution is kind of trash. Now, let's And again, let's just talk as adults
3: first. What did you say It's kind of trash. trash. trash.
0: It, was, it was written by slavers and colonists and white people who were willing to make deals with slavers and colonists. And they didn't ask anybody to look like me what they thought about the Constitution.
5: it's kind of trash
4: people these are the people who who want to cancel dostoevsky because he's russian (laughs) it's like dude
0: yeah the it's uh look i'm i think there's flaws in the constitution and and i'll be the first to say the constitution doesn't actually protect us from anything because people can ignore it like we, we can have we can argue about problems but if you're gonna compare it to other founding documents of countries throughout all of history, I'd say it pretty clearly needs to rank at number one. Like, I don't see any argument for how it's not the best founding document of any nation in the history of ever. Does anyone have a counter argument to this? <laughs> Slavery, I know. Slavery, that's oh. how. Slavery. <laughs> you know, and
2: some back in the days when I used to argue with people online that uh, tended to go towards the uh, critical justice, CRT type stuff. I used to keep saying, well, you know what they're trying to do is just fight against liberty. They're trying to fight against the liberal project. They're anti-enlightenment, all these kind of things. And then they would say, well, no, it's really just about this and just about this. And why do you keep saying that? I'm saying that's at the root. And they keep saying, no, 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 it's not about that. But yet that's what they write. And that's what they say, which is exactly what he's saying, is exactly what he's doing. He comes from a whole group of ideas that think that anything that holds up individual sovereignty and liberty as the way forward is trash. And that they say it over and over and nobody wants to believe it.
4: Well, I think the question for them is okay, then what? What would you like to do? Where's your constitution and where's where's what's your form of government that you're planning for us then if not this one and their answer is typically communism so i mean
3: right and you can get to
4: like explain that then it's clear oh okay so you want a system where you can actually be prejudiced against where everyone's a slave and (laughs) (laughs) yeah what a freaky looking dude too these people are always freaky looking.
0: They are. <laughs> Someone said it was hair. Don King. He does look I mean, like Don King, but I don't he's know. He's
4: an unkempt version of Don King. You know? He, look, he looked like he
0: looked like a rhomboid. What the, that's a shape. Are you doing now? <laughs> yeah. I mean well, he, it he did. He, had, the, he, he, little, he, looked like, he
2: looked like he had an eraser and then he just went.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he did a little bit. Uh, I, I was gonna make some other rude comments about emojis that he might look like, but um, yeah, that's. I don't know
4: why these people have. I don't know why these people are on. I mean, it, of course they're in mainstream TV because that's what mainstream TV supports. But I just long for the days when that—that's just not—that's laughed at. That's not something people are actually listening to.
0: Yeah. But as Thomas said, for a long time, people have said this is what—that's the root—that's the root of it—and they said no, 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 that's not the root of it. But of course, they've now in the past few years they've exposed themselves as like, yes, individualism is racist. That's what we think is ra-. like individualism is a racist concept. It's like, all right, yeah. well,
4: being on uh, time is
2: white, so yeah,
0: everything, yeah. Um, My favorite it's, it's, is the "Don't Tread on Me"
2: e flag is white supremacist. So essentially, right? <laughs> leave me alone equals white supremacy.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, being left alone is white supremacist, didn't it? Freedom, I I'm sure it's, it's day,
4: Freedom is white. The freedom yeah. is white supremacy. I think I heard somebody say that, which it was in, in a my New mind York Times article. Closed. I remember it's abolitionists
0: good. used to say that all the time, right, Sonny?
4: I mean, <laughs> that is the most crazy moral inversion. How do they get away with it? How how does anybody listen to that and go, oh yeah, that makes sense? I'm against slavery and so therefore I'm against freedom.
0: Freedom is slavery wasn't that the 1984 Ministry it's of creepy Truth
4: Creepy how prophetic that is
0: it's really creepy. <laughs> I know. I I think the ra- the racism I've I've enjoyed the last week of blatant racism because they've they've just like everyone is oh Russians are bad now. Like oh they've got these oligarchs I was looking at I was looking at the I actually looked at the the EU's list of oligarchs and the reasons that they gave uh for like it's like by the way these so these oligarchs they're probably bad guys they probably got their wealth you know when this a lot of these Russian oligarchs got their wealth when the Soviet Union collapsed and they had connections or whatever and so like they got you know I got the rights to all the copper or whatever it is and like the, you know that's why they're billionaires so I'm not saying they're necessarily good people um but the the stuff that they're, they're like going after them because they're freezing their assets and stealing their let's be clear they're stealing them stuff this guy uh mikhail fridman was one of them i was just looking at like he he um he's been against the war he's been calling for peace in ukraine first of all um and like he has an investment firm they like locked him out of his own investment firm and, and like he can't get any documents like he's gone He like gone they're freezing his assets and the, the justification, I read the justification for it and it's like he he knows Putin and like he spoke out about Crimea in a way we didn't like and like it's like – it's guilt by association. It's like it's you're in the bad club. We're taking your shit.
4: A small group of human beings can lord it over the globe like this. And then I, I was talking to uh, my co-host from my show uh, who is kind of an expert on the economy and that is his expertise. And kind of global economic currency, stuff like that. And he was saying that by locking these people out of trading with U.S. dollars, we're actually jeopardizing the U.S. dollars standing in uh, in the globe. Because if we are like, well, we'll just cut you off, it's kind of like, well, they're just going to look for an alternative Means of doing business that isn't going to involve the U.S. currency. And then... I know a large country with
0: 1.4 billion people who might help with that if they are looking for some alternatives.
4: Yeah, right? So it's a really stupid play. And again, with the Democrats, with their short range... You know, it's always a question. Are they being dumb or are they being kind of craftily nihilistic? I
2: don't know. What you I, well, said, Carter, reminds me of the truckers, to where people, single moms, had were frozen out of their bank accounts for sending the uh, convoy 50 bucks so they can buy gas and not freeze. You know, it's like guilt yeah. by association. It's the same mentality.
0: Yeah. And, and again, and people I don't are want to stop using
4: banks as well. People pulled their money out of the banks. Crypto, as
0: they should. Right. Yes. But, but I mean,
4: that's the consequence is that the banks lose power, you know? Not that that's good, a bad thing, but I guess my point is that when you have a run on the banks then as a consequence of making people's money insecure, if if Trudeau can decide you get a bank account, you get a bank account, you don't get a bank account. <laughs> right. We're going to take all your money. Yeah. That is that is going to destroy banks and banking in Canada.
0: Yeah yeah and i'm not I'm not trying to get sympathy for Russian oligarchs because I think they like they are there are probably bad people but the point is they that the governments it. have the right. power to do this and they're willing to do it and they were willing to do it to the truckers and they're willing to do it to the the Russians I think they would be willing to do it to regular Russians if they could get away with it and that, like there's a lot of like you know pour the Russian vodka down the sink same oh, the
4: cat of, the Russian the cats right um <laughs> In Canada, I mean, they were going to take that money from the charity and distribute it to their own choice of charities.
0: Right. And and until
4: like a couple of states in the U.S. are like, well, we'll sue you then.
3: Because (laughs) it's illegal.
4: (laughs) But yeah, they're just corrupt and they're criminals.
0: Yeah, they really are. I I, One of the things that I I thought was funny is in in Biden's State of the Union, he, he gave this Towards the beginning, he he bitched about Russian oligarchs. Right. Now, oligarch obviously is someone with who's rich with like technically just rich with influence in the government and like, like it's the it's the marriage of that money in the government, right? So he bitches about Russian oligarchs and 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 acts like he's tough. He's gonna take this principled stand against Russian oligarchs. And then in the next breath, he he said he explains how there's all this land in Ohio. And here's the CEO of Intel who happens to be in the audience, and he wants us to pass this bill. So, and if he, if we pass the bill, he'll get to do all these things. So, we should do it because this is what he wants. <laughs> I was like, what? Art, does no one, does no one see this? Am I the only one that sees this? Yeah.
4: Or, or Trudeau after he did what he did, literally the day after he uh, <laughs> passed his Emergency Powers Act or whatever. He, <laughs> right. Condemning yeah. Putin for being a dictator. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. Someone
0: asked in chat: Is the CEO of Pfizer an American oligarch? Yes. Yes, that's what an oligarch is. Mm.
4: Uh, speaking of Pfizer, speaking of news that what's the news besides Ukraine? There was a big data dump, a Pfizer data dump, or because of the courts, they had to release a bunch of data and. Um. The the scandal is how many people died in their study.
0: Mm. Oh, really? I didn't see this. Yeah,
4: and also the list of adverse events, the adverse possible adverse side effects is so huge. It's just you look at the list, you're like, whoa. I mean, it's
1: not Pfizer twenty saying things. This? It's like a hundred things. So we're allowed to talk about it now if Pfizer's the one saying it. Is that? No. It's from well, we're the just data. I
4: don't know. Um, it's from the actual study. There's a there's there's you know, total number in the study, total number of deaths, and it's some it, it's like over a thousand people uh, from their
2: study. Yeah. Wow. I, and I, just to be cautious, I think it's important to remember um, that um, when they have to put when they do these studies, all of the things that happen to people after the intervention have to be listed. So, yeah, for right. example, um, smallpox back in the day, one of the adverse effects was broken arm. Yeah. They had to list it because that happened it. to it. Yeah, exactly. So
4: someone you know, broke an arm after. Yeah. They
3: don't.
2: Yeah. So they it was don't. actually listed on the. They they eventually so they have to list all that stuff to make sure that they don't leave anything okay. else. Yeah. And then as you get more and more data, then you start to separate the noise from the signal. Um, and that's actually how we found the myocarditis stuff in the first mm-hmm. place is, you know, there's a lot of things in VAERS, um, a lot of stuff, but yep. when things do show up like myocarditis, right. then they start to produce a little signal and then they start to make some change. I mean, our government didn't make any changes. A lot of foreign governments made some changes based on it, um, but yeah it's always good to be a little bit cautious
0: about that. Did you see this picture floating around um, from, I guess a place called Jackson River Pediatrics in, in Virginia? Uh, they have they have this sign in their office now that says, student athletes, sports physicals are done primarily to make sure you are not at high risk for sudden cardiac death on the playing field. <laughs> COVID vaccination affects your risk. In response to worldwide emergency uh, experience, and vaccine-adverse event monitoring. We're adopting a more precautionary sports physical sign-off policy. If you have received doses of any COVID shot, we will not be able to clear you to complete in sports without performing lab work and possibly an echocardiogram to rule out potential heart damage.
3: Whoa.
0: That's insane.
4: Where was that? I mean, at?
0: it's it's one it's one pediatrician. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not saying it's... It, but right. the the point is... You know, I if you listen to this the C D C the director of the CDC just the other day, I think was talking about uh, well, science is a gray area. And people when I said we follow the science, people thought I meant that it was black and white, but obviously it's gray area and you know it's not ever it's not it's never really clear. And it's like, what gaslighting? Because <laughs> when we said that a year and a half ago. When we said no the science isn't settled it's not clear it's a gray area can we have a discussion about the gray area the answer was no you anti-science grandma killing conspiracy theorist fool the science is settled and now she's she's prating around this idea that like wow well, i never people just misinterpreted that it was black and white the science is actually a very gray area and it's very nuanced
2: well it, it's amazing to me because it, i don't see this as a medical problem i see this as an american problem because when you look at what other countries are doing i don't remember which ones but several countries um have even adjusted the vaccine schedule to say okay we we see that there's a risk so if you've had COVID already you get one dose um or you just get one dose or some countries have said men between 16 and 29 you're not allowed to get Moderna." we'll give you Pfizer instead because Moderna has a higher dose and higher risk. So they're doing all these really nuanced things that not only recognize the science behind what we're seeing, um, but give people some opportunity outside of just everyone gets this and in the way that we're doing. So I'm not really sure why it is. Well, I've got my, I've got my um, ideas about why, <laughs> um, but why? Ameri- um, well, One of the things I was thinking about was it seems to me that the pivot between one side and the other when it comes to COVID and the politicization of of it stems on what Trump said about um, the hoax. Knowing Now, we probably all know that he didn't say the disease itself is a hoax, but that the reaction to it and all of the things that Democrats were doing around it was uh, was a hoax. So he, he didn't say it was a hoax. He actually shut down travel from China at the time. So it would be silly to think that he said it was a hoax. Now, I think what happened is that people who hated Trump wanted to be able to say, I hate Trump in a very public way. Um, so once they decided that Trump and his supporters think that COVID is a hoax, They did everything that was the opposite of what a hoax believer would do, which is I'm going to wear a mask. I'm going to wear two masks. I'm going to stay inside because the more serious I take COVID, the more you can see that I'm not one of those people that believes in that guy. And I think we're still seeing it now where some of the people, even after the restrictions have been lifted, um, I've heard people that I know say, oh, you know what, I don't want to take my mask off because I don't want people to think I support Trump. And it's like, he's not even president anymore. Are they still do you know? like that, yeah. Right, so I think a lot of I don't of want to the, be a, a white
4: of, supremacist, so I'm going to put this yeah. mask on.
2: So I think a lot of people there, what they've started doing is the harder I go on how serious I take COVID, the more people will know that I'm not one of those guys.
1: Yeah, so it's a big virtue signal. Yeah.
0: Sorry, there was a, someone just hit a tree in front of our house. Like, some there was oh. a car accident that I heard. And I was like, that sounded really bad. I think they're okay. Oh. Uh, and the neighbor's out mm-hmm. with them right now. So, but, like, I yeah, I just. Well, I, I hope they're all right. Yeah. They, they seem fine. Like, I, I heard a lot of screeching tires and then a thud. So, I yeah, had to. Yeah, I,
2: I helped pull the guy out of a truck this weekend. Did oh. you really? You're kidding. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he smashed into the guardrail about 200 meters in front of me and then his tire came flying at us it went went to the other side of the road but he was all right he didn't smell like alcohol so i have no idea why the hell he swerved into the guardrail
0: yeah sometimes i was driving actually Fun. down towards uh la uh i think it might have been almost all the way to la i forget where well maybe it was in la i don't remember somewhere down in southern california and uh the, a tractor trailer in front of us actually fell down an embankment and like rolled onto its roof um I did that once did you yeah yeah we awesome. had to go kick out the, the the windshield and like pull the guy out of his tractor oh, trailer yeah. it was like it was crazy it's weird when you see shit like that it's i landed like, up right. weird.
1: It, it rolled down the hill and then it landed upright and we were okay we were, so it was like a really slow oh, that's like, nice car accident but because i was only like, <laughs> going like 45 and i hit like a patch of ice I fish tailed and then i overcorrected, and it just happened to be next to a hill and then it and it rolled around. It was kind of but fun. you
0: landed upright. That's very lucky.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a an adrenaline rush. It felt like a roller coaster ride, only my car was totaled. But it was drivable. I had to so we called the police to let them know that there was an accident. And then they never came. We waited an hour and no one ever showed up. And the guy who stopped in front of us, he was like a volunteer fireman, and he also like ran a, a car dealership or something too. So he was like, Well, if you can drive it onto the road. Then it's a non-reportable accident. So we called the police back and canceled on them. And then because uh, we could drive it away for a while and then it broke down on the on the way back. But it counts. How lucky
4: it didn't burst into flames. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't seem yeah. right.
0: Good point. Yeah. On the movies it film. would explode. So I don't yeah. understand.
4: Especially if you were uh, a bad guy.
0: It yeah. would be like a rotisserie because it, it,
2: it exploded and you're rolling. So you'd be like a rotisserie. Right. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Stuff did fly That's out of it. the car and I don't know how I had like a camera that flew out. Uh, my boyfriend's pants that were in there. Were oh, they weren't on his body
2: at the time. Really? He wasn't
1: in the car either. So I don't know what. That was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> You're like, honey. Why were there a pair of your pants in my car?
2: <laughs> why are you taking off your pants in my car? The long road trip. Mm.
0: I I didn't mean to de- de- derail from what Thomas was saying because I think it was in, it would think it was important. Um, I there's a general issue because I think you saw that with COVID, but you see it with Ukraine. There's this dichotomous thinking, which I talked about on Wednesday on on another show. But there's this I. The more I look out at the world, the more I'm coming to the conclusion that Josh Slocum comes to, and that he talks about a lot on his podcast, which is, we just have an epidemic of borderline personality disorder everywhere, yeah. uh, and hmm. it's crazy how prevalent it is, and one of the symptoms is dichotomous thinking, right? One of the one of the things they do is they they tend to just, everything's kind of like... <laughs> You either love Putin or you love Zelensky and there's no, there's no in between. There's no nuance. You either kill grandma or you put the max on and mask on and support mandates. There's no nuance. Um,
2: it reminds me of a scary. family member I have where if you would challenge them, I'm, <laughs> I'm using a weird, uh, just so I don't. Mm-hmm. So know, they're not. They're about, just pretend. Yeah, they're they're not not a a <laughs> no. <laughs> um, he would freak out and get all throw a temper tantrum. And what ends up happening is you just don't challenge him because you don't want to deal with it. And they get they, they feed off of that. And I've always felt like a lot of the rules that we've taken up in the states for COVID are almost as if you would take the person who is the most neurotic and the most germaphobic and say, these are the things that they feel comfortable with. So we're going to make sure everybody else follows that to make, And so they're making the rules based on the most neurotic um, possible reaction to this,
4: you know, that I agree with that. And I wonder why that's happening because I mean, you can see this in any scale at all in your life that when there's sort of a toxic person or a bad apple at work, they just they just destroy. All the good stuff going on, and they tend to be coddled and catered to. Um, you don't and want to I, deal
2: with it, you just kind of push them along. Yeah, oh, really? I, is
4: it is it because we're we're not as masculine a society as we used to be? Um, you know, I mean, I'm just putting that out there.
2: I've heard that argument, where argument before. The,
4: where are the yeah. men telling these people to, hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And we're where talks about, um Where are the adults in the room? Like where are the adult mm-hmm. principles of schools going? No, no, no. We're not doing this stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like, it, it's like on the one hand you have that, maybe an increase in that sort of toxic behavior, but partly because it's being, um, allowed more. I, I don't know that it's, is it more or is it we have fewer courageous, morally certain people?
2: Maybe everyone's just too comfortable. There's too many, it's too easy to live a really nice life and just pretend that they don't matter and, you know, do whatever it is that makes you happy or pursuing happiness. Um, so it's easier just to ignore them. But, you know, like anything else, you ignore that dragon before you know it it takes up the whole cave and now it's coming out after you too
0: yeah i mean i we we know this with a lot of those like with a lot of personality traits there's a large there's a large genetic um predisposition component but it doesn't need to actually it doesn't need to manifest um it's the environment that can trigger or suppress the manifestation of of that behavior and so I think Sunny to your point, like I don't know that maybe we don't have a larger amount of predisposition for anything, but this we have we right. have no one suppressing it. We have no one yeah. saying, knock it yeah. off. I You're mean, being crazy. Go I away. believe yeah. I
4: believe that yeah. about this woke stuff because it's so crazy, it's so absurd. And then you look at the the right's reaction to these crazy people, and it's not there. I mean, it's just there's right. no reaction to them. There's no leadership pushing back. And I always say, like, I think one of Trump's greatest traits or what he did the most for this country, would like or hate his policies, was culturally being that kind of person who's just like, no, nah, no, nah, F that. That doesn't make any sense. And emboldening other people to do the same. So kind of helping the culture on the right get a little tougher.
0: Maybe that's it, why you know. he was hated so much, right? Because
4: yeah, he, he was absolutely. the one, like it was Cultural a psychological, it was an
0: emotional reaction.
4: I remember yeah. when Ted, when Ted Cruz announced that he was going to run and I thought, Oh, he'll never get elected. He's too radical. Like he's too, he's too, I don't know. Like he's too for free speech and he's too like, <laughs> and then Trump came in and, made ted cruz look like an establishment weenie
0: yeah yeah he did which he is which which he is
4: it's what else should we
0: uh what else are we not talking about this week anything you guys can think of that's
4: well you know megan markle's being sued by her sister i love
0: is she the First one defamation. who was the actress who then is now a princess lady? Oh, you,
4: yeah. don't, you don't know Meghan Markle? I should She'd be do. very That's upset who is, to hear right? that, Carter, because <laughs> that, yeah. speaking of personality disorders, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Megan. She's No, I'm yeah, right. She's, she's the, the actress, Dutch right? She's the Sussex. princess lady now. She is
4: she's not an actress. actress. She's a duchess.
0: I thought she was. Um, she was wasn't. She, she wasn't.
4: Yeah, she was in suits.
0: Okay. no, well, I know who she is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Carter knows more than I do. Do you watch that show, Carter?
0: I I did. I watched Suits for a little while for like the first season or two. I think she was yeah. also
4: a Deal or No Deal babe. So maybe uh, saw what, I don't know there what that too. is. What's a Deal or No Deal? The
0: game <laughs> show. I don't even. With that's a game show.
4: Chicks in short skirts <laughs> The open up suitcase. What's cases. the name of the host? Oh, uh, you know? that comedian. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What's his name? I'm um, blanking.
2: He doesn't like anyone shaking his hand. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a germaphobe. What's
4: his yeah. name? Um, my god, I can't believe I'm forgetting this. He's like an 80s icon comedian,
0: right? Oh, you really? Like Bob Parker anyone. or someone like that?
1: But the, not,
0: I <laughs> <laughs> <Bob laughs> was thinking Barker. a game show host from the 80s, wasn't he? Yeah, game show host? Bob Barker. No.
4: This Barker. is Barker. a uh, <laughs> comedian
0: from the 80s. <laughs> I'm so up on TV, <laughs> uh, Howie right. Mandel. People are saying, uh, yeah. Howie Yes, Howie Mandel. Mandel. Okay, all right, so. Howie, she was on the game show with Howie Mandel. Yes,
4: she was a one of the hot chicks that opened the suitcases. They didn't speak. And that then,
2: what's uh, that like a Van White? Van white,
4: yeah, like turning the letters. Only shorter skirts. Um, so yeah, and then suits, and now she's a duchess.
0: And she's woke, right? I think because I, that's the one who she is. She yeah, milks, woke milks
4: that. Yeah, like waste stuff as much as I didn't she
0: realize can. she was black. She I I mean I she's like right. half black so or whatever, but like I just viewed her as a normal looking person. I didn't mean,
1: just like someone
0: who's black as so that. black normal. people
1: aren't normal. Yeah,
0: right. That's what I mean. No, I just meant like I never like
1: I she looked like a white normal. girl.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant she looked like a white girl. She looked like a dark skinned white girl.
1: Person. Yeah, a normal, yeah, normal, normal person. Girl. All right,
0: yeah. fine. I, I deserve that. That's fine. You don't mean oh, That's hilarious. I just feel like she's, she's like, I didn't look Norm, at her and be like, she's wow. normal Like me. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Fine. is racist. I'll accept it. <laughs> uh...
4: I'm not the one who needs more black friends.
3: <laughs> 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 Carter obviously needs to.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? My friend uh, know, once a you. joke to That's still one of my favorites. Jason Jason Gerrillo. Um, so she, like, she saw a picture of him or something. He was, he's a singer musician. I never listened to his music, but she told me, she looked at the picture and was like, not to sound racist, but I always thought Jason Derulo was white. Like people should be.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, so <laughs> I, right, I have to defend myself now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, statistically, to. no, I mean, no, statistically majority, normal. Like, I mean, I, like, yes. like tip, like, look, the, like statistically, no one is listening. Swedish or black there's like kind of an average you know like think, undefined yeah. skin color and that's kind of what i thought she was in america that average undefined skin color is different in china and different in other countries but like yeah. she didn't stand out to me as like a particular ethnicity i guess that's what i need mean. like she didn't stand out to me as like oh she's a particular ethnicity yeah i, I think I she was
4: italian i thought she yeah, was i think African she's
0: mixed italian. mixed like i am is she probably but she talks about being black a lot. Is it's my point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she, does. she milks
4: it. Apparently, when she was, <laughs> I know way too much about this, you guys. I know way too much about Megan. When she was in um, college, she was pretending to be white. She was sort of passing as white, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until mm-hmm. which like is me really, now. Well, but uh, intentionally, apparently. <laughs> Not, I don't know if you do that, Thomas, but <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, dude, I'm not white. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she was intentionally trying to pass as white and it wasn't until it like suited her, you know, to right. uh, anyway.
2: That happens. You know, I've, I have a, I've noticed being on both parties for, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, I get to observe a lot of things um, within both communities. And it's a thing that mixed people very often are challenged on their blackness within the black community. Um, and very often it tends to put them in a position where they feel like they have to enhance whatever cultural things are about them are black to make sure that they, everybody knows that this is the side that I've chosen. So I've had friends um, that were mixed like me that tend to go way, way, way overboard, especially when they're young, looking for their identity, um, developing. And later on, it, it, you know, they, they tend to settle into something, probably a bit more who they are, but that happens a lot to where they feel like they have to choose a side. I even remember being a kid, people saying things to my mom, like, well, what are you gonna tell them they are? Which presupposes that you have to choose a side. Amen.
3: Are you are, they getting, yeah.
2: are you are you is he Is he black are you black or are you white it's like you have to choose And i kind of get it i mean during the late 70s early 80s we're still kind of moving out of a uh a time when people were um identifying a lot in that way um but yeah that happens a lot with uh mixed kids they tend to think, either go one way or the other
4: and do you think they why would they do you think the ones who pick to go the white way um
2: and not everyone picks. I don't want to make it seem like everyone has, like, yeah, like they're making a the, choice. Yeah.
4: It probably depends a lot on the neighborhood they're in and mm-hmm. who they're surrounded by. I mean, if you're
2: right, if you're in so white
4: neighborhood, you're probably just not gonna.
2: I have, I've, I've had friends who, um, I've seen people who tend to shift a little bit based on where they are. And I notice I do it myself. If I'm with certain family members, I find myself saying things a little bit differently. Um, but I think it's even more when you're uh, a teenager, like junior high, high school, and then you go to a neighborhood where everybody is acting a certain way. It's a little bit different. You want to fit in and you want to kind of signal out that you want to That's It's kind of
4: like I was in Texas last week and I could hear myself speaking with a Southern accent.
2: I have to be careful. Like I do that with way. English. Like and if I talk to someone from England, I find myself doing it's
4: that. The same it's thing. embarrassing. I, I don't I love accents so much. So I think that's part of I'm so aware of them and um I love them. And I like imitating them. And and so I, I try not to think of it as an embarrassing thing. It's just kind of fun. You're gonna have but, to
2: imitate one now that you said that. But yeah. in a yeah. way
4: it's oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but in a way it's um it is a fitting in thing. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I have to admit it. I don't. I don't. Not consciously going. Oh, I'm going to imitate this Texan. I start doing it as a social kind of connection thing. I don't know I don't that think it's that's scary. bad,
0: though, right? Yeah. No, that's no. like uh, evolutionarily that makes sense, right? Like right. you, yeah. You you adopt the mannerisms and speech patterns of people around you, like, right?
1: Naturally. I mean, I, I sp- when I went to school in Pittsburgh, I specifically made a, an effort to not have any sort of Pittsburghese because they'd say like downtown and but sometimes I might catch it like I'd have to enunciate downtown (laughs) and it was and then Chicago Chicago Chicago. and sometimes I might say like Chicago.
4: The only accent I try hard not to to absorb is the one that I'm from, which is kind of funny. The Minnesota accent. Uh I don't when I go there I don't try to I don't allow myself to slide into that weird <laughs> Swedish thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Minnesota. Is,
0: that, is that what it is, Swedish? I was going to say, I didn't know it was Swedish. Or we yeah.
1: Swedish, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I guess that makes sense now that you said that. But yeah, I don't no know.
1: I'm trying to think of what, how Swedish. Ah, food. it's
4: all like this, you know, which is very, it has a Swedish kind of sound. Yeah. Can
0: you say bork, bork, bork? Can you do that for us? What no. is that? The Swedish In chef? No
4: one
2: knows accent? the Swedish
4: chef. For the Muppets. Oh, he yeah. Bought, he, uh, yeah, the
3: Swedish
1: chef. Yeah. <laughs> there, you the <laughs> there you that's go. Got, right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I love the, the Swedish office. chef. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, that's, so that's where that comes from. And I don't, it's funny, it's my, I didn't really have it. I grew up in the city, but... um, but that's the one that's closest to me, and that's the one I don't like absorbing. But anyway, yeah, I think of it as it's just kind of connecting with other people. And and I suppose if you're mixed race, depending on what side of the family you're around, you're just kind of connecting. It's not so much that you're right, changing yeah. or I don't know that we should be ashamed of any of that, you know.
0: Yeah, I if you go to Mexico, that. you speak Spanish. Big right deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, a I spent a lot
0: of time in Japan and I found myself speaking like even when like obviously sometimes Japanese, but like even when sometimes when the conversation is English, it's that broken Japanese English. And I would find myself yeah. like ruining my own grammar to fit in better with the way that did they're you
4: also get the, a, <laughs> the weird, aggressive male way of talking that the Japanese do. Like,
0: We did get into a lot of fights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Thomas does that well. I like that.
2: Watching too much uh, Kill Bill. (laughs) Oh yeah.
1: I remember Carter. You talked about what you were in France at the time, right? Because you were saying like you could only remember like you you mix like Japanese and French, and then so you're like yelling at the. My
0: my brain has its strong points, and it also has like there's just some like retardation buttons in my brain. Like, and one of the one of the problems is I can't. I can barely speak English, but I certainly can't add more than one other language. Like, There's room for maybe another language, but if I try and put two other languages in there, they get all messed up. And I ended up yelling at a guy. I used to know French okay, and I used to know Japanese okay, and I ended up getting really upset at this guy in France because I was I was ordering a hot chocolate, but I was ordering it half in French and half in Japanese, and I didn't realize it. <laughs> and he was looking at me, because he's French, and he's like, what the fuck, an American, right? So he's, like, looking at me like, what's wrong with you? And I was just yelling louder at him, because I was 100%, I was starting the sentence in, in French, but I was saying coup de at the end of it, instead of civil play, right? So I was, like, I was saying please in Japanese, and he was really confused. And I was like, what the fuck is your problem? I'm, like, I'm saying everything correctly. It, yeah, it escalated.
4: Well, you know, wow. when you're in France, you have to absorb that angry snobbery. Yeah. That's what I mean, doing, eventually apparently. I
0: realized it and I like was like, oh, shit. Just this one. Like I realized like, oh, crap. I'm sorry. Like I'm like and I I fixed. But my brain just couldn't. And I, like that kind of stuff happens a lot. What did you I tell him?
1: Do... How'd you, you said "Je sweet. désolé." Je... retarded. <laughs> yeah,
0: actually, wait. My favorite French one of my favorite French phrases is to say you're late because it sounds like you're retarded, and I always exaggerate it. You can say "Vous it just sounds like you're so stupid.
4: But in France, can't it. you just go like this?
0: <laughs> yeah, you can. You, you can, can just...
4: make all those noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: well, it's funny, it almost seems like your brain keeps language in a certain box because i've done that with spanish and i dated an israeli girl for a while so i learned a lot of hebrew and i find myself trying to say something in one language and it pops up in another so i, I and i can't remember which is which sometimes so it's almost like i've got my normal talk and then i've got whatever is foreign over here and i it, it all mixes up together
0: yeah yeah it's i i not maybe it's common um, maybe it's common. My wife speaks three languages and when she is in China for a while, like sometimes she'll go to China for a month, like a couple months cause she runs a company and, uh, she'll have trouble like speaking, like if we don't talk for a few days for some reason, cause it, the, you know, the time difference is bad. So sometimes we'll go like, we'll be busy or whatever. And like, we just, we can't connect. Uh, if we don't talk for a few days, like, and she spoke in English for, you know, her entire adult life. It's not new. Right. But even then she'll be like, ah, I'm struggling with vocabulary. <laughs> like her brain's just like, oh, now we speak Mandarin. Like that's all we do. And I think your brain just like um, adapts very, very quickly uh, and forgets the other stuff. It's like, oh, I'm dropping this other crap. I don't need it anymore. Good.
4: It's it must be waste. the way your subconscious serves you vocabulary. It, mm-hmm. it must be yeah, kind of habitual. Um, did you see that clip of that guy? doing the news in four or five different languages right one after the next no this was like a week ago i think he was in ukraine and he was reporting on the situation there and he did it back to back just fluidly in five or six different languages damn including like chinese and japanese and then french and it it was crazy and it was really really smooth
0: that's so Um, impressive when people can do that
4: Yeah, and that it went viral because everyone was like, "Whoa, (laughs) that was pretty awesome." Guys
1: got skills.
0: Yeah, and then there's those of us who struggle with Wordle.
1: Oh my god, I'm so addicted to it now.
3: (laughs) I have not tried, and I'm
1: not. not. I'm in this. I'm with you, Thomas. It's like I'm just. Trying to stay away from it. Just about it. Yeah, my friend told me about it and it was a mistake because now I'm obsessed and I keep like practicing the unlimited ones. Trying to, like, I don't even stuff.
4: know what you're saying. Do you know what she means by that? <laughs>
0: no,
2: I,
4: I just know it's that a- half my friends are doing it and it's right. all over the it's place. It's a word
0: game, but you can only do like they only update it once a day. So you do solve it for the day and you can't just keep playing it. But and I mean, then you so-
4: advertise how cool you are that you solved it right yeah, yeah i've never done happening. that i don't they're,
0: think that's they're putting okay putting it in their I,
1: stories and stuff
0: me. yeah the oh, tweets okay. if it, i think beverly has tweeted about wordle but i refused to tweet about wordle
1: just the um, one time cuz i didn't know even <laughs> my brain like subconsciously figured it out and i had no idea how i even did it and i was i don't remember what it was now but
0: oh, oh okay. wait i did tweet about wordle once because i was angry new york times bought them for like a like oh, yeah. some pittin like a couple million bucks or something and uh and they It turns out, if you want to win at Wordle, I can give you a secret. If you right click on the page and then find the JavaScript reference, then go find that and load the JavaScript file. And there's a variable with all of the words in order for what they will be uh, moving forward. That's what I tweeted about and I was pissed at the New York Times for it. I don't know if it was present before they bought it, but I didn't notice it until after they purchased yeah. it and uh someone was like oh you just yeah, everyone does wordle get the same the puzzle, man." yes yeah, you, you
4: just wrecked yeah. wordle for everybody i know
0: I, I well i couldn't play it for like a week after that because i had looked at it and i remembered the next few words because i to, i you know you identified the list by going like oh those were all the words and then it's like oh and these are the next words uh so i couldn't play it because they were the next words and it was like sucked uh but uh i've yeah, yeah you know i forgot after that
2: I remember there used to be a, something called Word with Friends.
0: I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I played that for I remember that. Oh, a I remember that. While. Yeah. Is and that like Scrabble kind Scrabble? of? Yeah. It was Scrabble. Like yeah. And
2: I remember I, I played with somebody who started to win, and I I realized they were cheating because they weren't smart enough to think of the word they're using. <laughs> 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 I won't tell. I won't say who it was, but I was like. Mm, you're, that's, that's not what you're doing. So now how are they anyone, cheating? Um, they're probably looking up. I think it had something to do with being able to look up words. Oh, okay. Stuff
4: like yeah. That. Cause in Scrabble, you can't look up words. Of-
2: right. So I think yeah. they were doing that and you know, they English was their second language and I knew them very well. And I was like, you're not thinking of these words. So now, now I'm they know start-
4: exactly who they are.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the people that are now using Carter's trick, I imagine you can start to pick up on whether or not they're actually doing that. I don't, I don't know much, much about Wordle or how. It works. I mean, I guess
0: you would get, you would get it in the first guess though, if, unless you were trying to be, I, I don't like the idea of, I was annoyed because I didn't want the words out. Cause I didn't want to see them. I didn't want people like out tweeting them or like, I just, I thought it was stupid that they, they had this security hole where you could do this, but I, I don't get people who cheat on games. Like the, especially games like that, because like, you're just cheating yourself. Like the whole the point is to is the play the game. <laughs> like the fun part is to challenge yourself and do it. Like, why would you why would you cheat on a game? Like, I, I don't I don't know, but some people I guess just they like they like lying to themselves and me like, look, and I got it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> uh let's we, we have um not a lot, but we have a couple super chats. I think we should get to, let me find them. Um, well, actually here's the one, here's the one that I, I saw before that we missed, uh, it, from all fight naked, it says adoption of nuclear was delayed because of Russian Saudi propaganda supported by oil companies and those politicians dependent on them financially. That's not surprising. Um, yeah, I saw that early and I, I thought about that. Um, I wasn't sure if he was a referring to
2: our adoption of nuclear or anyone
0: else. Yeah. Or maybe Europe in general. I think France is the yeah. only one that has a lot of nuclear, right? I
2: think yeah, that's right.
0: Percentage wise. Well, no, yeah. Russia
2: has a lot of nuclear.
0: They've been investing they? in nuclear.
2: Yeah. They've been investing oh. in it. <laughs> that's <laughs> so funny.
3: That.
0: Yeah. Huh. huh. Well, well, Andrew Knapp says, as a programmer, cracking the game could be a game itself. It could be, but it's not. It's too easy. Uh, (laughs) The right right click
4: here and get the, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's not really. I I, I I hesitated to say it was hacked because it's like, it's not really a hack. It's like that government, what was that government website like a few months ago that they were like, hackers obtained this information. It's like you right clicked and looked at the source code and that was the, like, you know, people's social security number and stuff was like right there. And they're, they're they made it into cameras. the matrix
2: and they figured it out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. There was a game. I don't know. I don't know why I'm just telling stories right now, but there was a game. Um, do you ever hear actually sunny or actually Thomas, you also lived in California. Do you ever hear the Stanford game? Like the engineering. The Stanford that, game? I, was, yeah. uh, I used to love it. I used to love, we used to play the Stanford game every year. It was a treasure hunt. Um, and you had to apply as a team, like so. The, I think the rules were you all have to fit in one vehicle. That could be your team, so whatever big you, you know, that was fine as long as you fit in one vehicle. Um, and uh, and you had to apply. They had like problems you had to solve to apply to be on the game. But then then they would it would start on like a Saturday morning, and it would go usually to like Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, depending on how slow you were. And the, and it was a treasure hunt. It was a scavenger hunt around the Bay Area. And it was back when you could you could send people on a scavenger hunt and there would be spots where there was no cell phone coverage. And it was also like kind of pre-Google. Like Google may have existed, but it was like was not a – you couldn't just go look things up. Um, and there were some really clever puzzles. Like there were puzzles involving, Like they were all physical puzzles. Like people would build circuits that had to be cracked. Uh, and like the, there was like – You know, memory metal that had to be used, and you had to figure out it was memory metal and heat it up and do stuff. Like there was like all different, really, really, really cool games. But one year we got to start first because the the challenge to see who could start first was how many uh, how many hearts you could get in Zelda, like a computer version of Legend of Zelda. And we were a cryptography company, so we just hacked Zelda and like. Put the maximum amount of hearts possible, like more than was possible, actually, but would fit in the code. Uh, and uh, and did that. So, hacking can be part of the problem solving fun.
2: But. I haven't thought about Zelda that much, but my son now has a Nintendo Switch. And playing
1: Breath of the Wild?
2: No, it's not Breath of the Wild. It's Breath of the Wild. That's what it calls it. Ah. <laughs> That's a, a little
0: bit. Really good game.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I have fun playing with him, but he's just now learning to read, so he can't really just play, um, and we'd have to sit there and really spend a lot of time. And well, for good or for worse, he doesn't seem to enjoy video games for more than 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, that's uh,
1: good. That's Damn.
2: probably good. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, I'm, I'm ready to
0: play more, and he's like, he's
2: done. He, I'm like...
1: What are just getting into this wait wait let no. me make
0: the devil's advocate let me play devil's advocate and say mm-hmm. that's bad because i was i had this conversation with my daughter the other day because she's 12 and um i think kids her age are they have a really hard time focusing for any mm-hmm. great length of time and i'm not saying that getting immersed in a video game for eight hours which a culpa I have the ability to do. <laughs> um, I used to do yeah. it too. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that's a great use of your time, but, uh, you know, when you grow up and when you're out in the real world, there like some deep thought work requires like
1: Attention. you need to be
0: in that state of yes. flow for a long time and you got to be able to stay focused. And, yeah. uh,
1: but
0: if there you- are other ways to achieve
4: know. that. I mean, maybe, you know, reading a book, uh,
0: I... <laughs> oh, I'm not saying you have to enjoy <laughs> it through video games. Uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> That's fair. Right.
4: Uh, I just think that the problem I have with video games, as well as um, social media and YouTube and these kinds of just, um, and even binge TV, like uh, where my daughter can go on Netflix and watch eight episodes of something. Yep. There's uh, there. There's not enough boredom i mean i'm really serious about that because no i agree with you uh i mean just ask yourself too as you get to be an adult and you get less bored because you're so much busier and you have so many more things that you need to be doing or could be doing that when you do have a little extra time you just at you just pile more on you don't like when you're a kid you, when we were kids before all of this electronic stuff um and uh I spent a lot of time bored and then I would have to figure out something to do, which led to all kinds of crazy adventures and creativity. Yeah, And a lot of times I have my best ideas for work, like comedy ideas when I'm going for a walk. Mm -hmm. So my mind is not engaged anywhere. And um, I'm just... Mentally, kind of bored, or I'm just letting it yep. randomly go. Yeah, um, I, I don't so, know
2: how many articles I've I've written from beginning to end in my head while showering or while yeah. while running. Yes, right.
4: You get. Yeah. yeah, so I really try to model that with my daughter. Anyway, if we're like sitting somewhere waiting for something, or the normal time you whip out your phone and look at news or look at your social media or something, and I just deliberately. And it's hard sometimes. I'm like itchy, like a, like an addict. But I I try to make myself deal with boredom. I just think it's healthy. So the the video games are more of a boy thing, I think. Um, and well, Beverly's got that face. <laughs> I know, I know. But I I heard this from some teachers that you know girls are more social, so maybe it's more social video games that they're That's into. But I differ. Okay. Um. But yeah, it just, it's, it, it can suck you in for so long and. Yeah. And you're never I bored. I think you're
0: right. I, um, we were just talking to, um, cause we have a new baby now. So like we get a chance to like try the childhood thing all over again. I'm like, okay, well, you know, what are we going to do this time? Um, And um, we were talking to a woman who does, I guess like her thing is child psychology and she's into Waldorf stuff a little bit, uh, I guess. And so she has like a ranch that she runs and does all this, this stuff. But um, she was saying that something that she does with her kids, which I, I, I think is brilliant. I think we're going to try it is she in her kids rooms. She makes sure there's only three different toys at any given time. <laughs> like they can change what they are, but there's only three toys. So, they, they will, she's intentionally, and she said, she used the word boredom. She wants them to like run out of choices and then be bored and have to figure out like, what do I do now? Because boredom is important. I think your, your point is great. Sonny.
4: Well, and all the activities that kids do now too, it's just, there is no yeah. time for, for going, what do I do? What am right. I going to do with myself?
2: Yeah. We, we view boredom as a problem. Right, right. Yeah, my son sees boredom as a problem that I need to solve. Um, (laughs) Right.
4: Well, and I did as a kid, I remember going to my dad, Dad, what can I do? And he would sort of chuckle and he had this just one answer where he'd just be like, he would say, mildew.
0: That's what he would say (laughs) to me
3: and laugh at me.
0: So he was unhelpful which turned out to be very helpful
1: completely yeah. unhelpful <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh, well i don't remember being what? bored much i mean like because even if i have nothing to do then i daydream a lot so then i'm entertained because i'm just uh, but so that's
4: happy. it and that's creative though
1: yeah I mean. yeah exactly that's what yeah so it's just yeah I never like sit around like what do i do like usually sometimes i daydream when i should be doing things
4: well if if you have a kid and you know like my daughter she might get bored it lasts a few minutes. It's a few minutes before Mm -hmm. she's onto something. So.
0: are Do you guys get bored as adults? Like Beverly, do you get bored as an adult at all or no?
1: No, I, there's too many different things that I can do. Or like I said, then if I, if I have, if I didn't have any sort of stimuli around, but even without like technology and stuff, then I've got 12 chickens, two geese, cats rabbits everywhere so then hang out there or i can write and stuff to read right like i just there's yeah. never when i'm like i'm bored i don't know what to do
0: i do find yeah i always feel overwhelmed that, with stuff yeah sorry go ahead Tom. Oh, i was saying i do find that
2: even with all the things i could do because i've always got books that i'm trying to finish there are times when i just don't feel like anything i don't want to do any of them um yeah. especially as as yeah what was that
1: i could just be tired i'm like i could do these things but i'm just yeah like I'm not well, I
2: mean, especially now that i you know just before the pandemic i went to working from home four days a week and now it's five days a week and i i get out and I, I work in healthcare, so i get out to the clinics more regularly now but working at home especially being an early bird, getting a lot of work done in the morning and not having as many meetings later on I have a lot of extra time, so I should be able to get so many things done. And I do some of those things, you know, since I'm home, I'll do some laundry, I'll clean up, you know, maybe take a break and read. But there are times when even though I've got all these things that I could be doing, I just don't feel like I want to do any of them at all. And I feel almost a a little bit bad because, like, you've got all this time. You should be productive. You should be reading. You should do this, that, and the other. Yeah.
4: So what do you do? Do you just, I mean, you must do I something.
2: Sit, I, I sit and spin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just sit and stare at the um, I. You know, maybe I'll put on a podcast or something. But well, yeah. I think I think there should be some, some kind of space. Um, I'm alluding to what you're saying to where there might even be a necessity for a space where there's almost nothing like sensory deprivation. Well,
4: I agree with that. Or or it is meditative. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: Even if it it's a walk be, in the woods
4: or something, it it might even be a little annoying. I, I get bored. I get bored mostly. I get bored waiting in line, and partly I don't have the skills to do that anymore. You know, I mean, I I don't <laughs> remember being bored waiting in line too much before I had a smartphone, right? And now that I have a smartphone, if I start to get irritated waiting in line or waiting for people, so unless I can read my phone. You know, so I try not to because I'm noticing it as like a
2: thing. I I try not to, and I try to just pay attention to all the people because I I thought about this, you know, before I had a phone, I'd be standing in line, I'd be around doing stuff, waiting for my plane. What did I do? I noticed my surroundings, I would see people, you know. So I try to just put it away and just sit there and just be yeah.
4: Look at a tree. Yeah, exactly.
0: My daughter and I play this game. This might be weird and nerdy, but like we play a game like that where we're so we I we have a kind of a rule where phones aren't allowed at tables or like when you're like or if we're out to eat like we don't you can't be on your phone or whatever. Yeah, and we, we yeah, and we try and play this game with like, who has a gun? Where are the eggs? Like we do all this kind of like, like who might have a gun? What are some weapon? What are some improvised weapons? Where are the exits? Like blah, blah, blah. Jason Bourne. Oh. Oh. Just because it's fun, like not not That's that we're a Jason
4: delightful Board. game to play with your daughter. Well, I mean, <laughs> it
0: reminds him. me. There's, there's actually
4: how, how
3: delightful. Yeah.
4: There's
2: a scene in Jason <laughs> yeah. where he's starting to figure out what's going on. He's sitting with that that girlfriend that late that girl he um, found, and he says yeah. something to the effect of, "I know that guy can has a bat. He's if anyone if there's a gun anywhere, it's probably over here. I know there's two exits here, and I can run flat out for two and a half minutes that way. Why do yes, I?" Yes, I remember
0: that, that scene. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I
0: okay. I learned, I did not learn it from Jason Bourne. I have a friend who like 20 years ago uh, used to play that game with me. He was a little bit of a mentor in firearm stuff. And so like we would go out to Starbucks and he would be like, you know, playing that game and, and teaching me that stuff. And it turned, it's fun because it kind of keeps you in, it keeps you aware of your surroundings, which if you live in a city is probably not a bad thing to start with. Um, and just from a personal defense perspective, also a lot of bad stuff happens because people are tunnel visioned into their phone and not noticing anything about their surroundings at all. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, we're not planning for the zombie apocalypse or like dystopia to happen tomorrow, but it is a fun game and it does. It forces you to do stuff that it forces you to be inventive because you can run out of that. And then it's like, okay, well you can start, you know, how many people had red shirts or what you can just kind of start practicing your memory or you, how much you're paying attention or whatever. And all that can be anti-boredom, but active mentally in some way. Right? Yeah. I'm going to try it because yeah. the
2: kids do like stuff like that. Like I spy. So I bet if we yeah. step it up a little
1: bit, it'd Like an actual spy it, or, you know, go like yeah, the.
0: I will say something. She's way better at it than I am. Probably because she's
4: way better at Who's Got a Gun than you. Is that what? <laughs> yes. This it? is what you yeah.
0: say. Oh my god! Yeah. And she'll be well, like, well, "How do you know?" That's what I was just yeah.
4: going to say. How do you? Because, do you know because she's she's we have better. to
0: justify. Because we have to justify reasons, and she'll notice details that I just don't. And she'll remember, like, "Oh, that guy did this, and he had these kind of shoes, and that guy did," and I'm like, "Oh, oh. my god!" Like, I didn't notice this stuff that you noticed, oh. but I think it's because. She's been like doing it as a kid and it became like a fun thing for her when she was a kid. And I was learning it as an adult where it was like, yeah, like my brain's already kind of solidified and I'm just not good at paying attention, but she's much better at it. Like she will come out of a, we also something that we did. Um, and I actually think this is super important for kids. And I think Gavin De Becker probably talks about this in his book. Um, what's it called? Protecting the gift.
4: The gift. Yeah.
0: No, there's another one called Protecting, Protecting the Gift, the which gift. is about kids. No, I know yeah. that one. I read it. Yeah. Yeah. An and issue. I think, in, I think he has this, I think this is where I got it. Whenever we interact with anyone in public, like a, a clerk at a checkout or whatever, um, we would all, we don't do this as much now because it's been, you know, a while. but maybe we should. Uh, we would always kind of have a postmortem on it and be like, what did you think about that person? Like, how did they strike you? How did it feel? Right. And, hmm. and it's, it'll be interesting because it'd be like, they felt really creepy okay, let's figure out why. They felt creepy to me too, but I don't know why. And then we'll try and like, uh, well, he did have like open-toed sandals with dress pants. Like, oh, that is like, or whatever it is. You, you'd be like, oh, Socks yeah, there were sandals. some weird things. Socks
1: or, and sandals.
0: Yeah, or he did this weird thing, or he said that, or he stood in a weird way, or like, like, but a lot of times your subconscious is giving you clues, and you don't know how to identify mm-hmm. what the what the actual things are. So like, we'll afterwards we'll be like, Oh yeah, that person felt weird to me too. And then we'll try and figure out why.
1: we love that though. People I love when my subconscious recognizes things. And I'm like, how did I know this? Yeah.
4: People who, who don't know about that book, it, the guy is a security expert, like a high level security expert. And he wrote this book for parents about just trusting your instincts. Um, and And really that's kind of it, like giving you permission to trust your instincts about people and that it's really important that you do. That's yes. how you keep your kid protected. What was it um,
0: called?
4: Protecting the gift. And he also
0: hates this. Uh, he hates stranger danger. Yes. right. That was one of the messages from the book. It's a yeah. really bad thing to teach.
4: Yes, um, because you need to feel okay going up to strangers. Like I, I say to Lucia when we're out, like at Disney or something, and I say, "Now, okay, what's my phone number?" And she tell me, and then I say, okay, and what do you do if you get lost? I go up to a woman. That's right. With kids,
0: preferably. Pre-
4: yes. Yeah. Um, so she knows, she knows what to do. And um, that's how you keep your kids safe, not by saying, Don't talk to anybody. Um, you tell them who to talk to, who's the safest kind of person to talk to. And I often tell her if to trust her instincts and if she feels funny about an adult at her school or whatever that she's probably right. Yep. And, and who cares if she's wrong that she should just stay away from the, that adult. Um, Cause I think a lot of predators go into environments with kids. Yes. So, but uh, I grew up in a bad neighborhood and I mean, I don't know how many times it saved me just to listen to my, the tension and like the slight fear and the gift uh, by the way is fear. That's what he's saying, protect the gift and the gift is fear, which he says is this human reaction to very small things that you can't, it would take you a minute to sort of articulate them, but you have this fear and that you have to listen to that fear and react to it and think about it later and, and don't be sort of cowed by societal, well, I don't want to make a scene or I don't want to, you know, that fear is, is, your automatic reflex fear is a powerful emotion that you should listen to and respect. Yeah. So it's a great book for parents.
0: I think the first the, was the first book is the gift of fear, right? That's the first book. Is that right? Is to adults. Yeah. And then the second book is protecting the gift. I'm pretty sure. I only
4: read the kid one,
0: um, oh. but yeah, it would good. apply to
4: adults too. I mean, if you're a woman and you're walking in a parking lot and there's somebody weird and it, like yeah. who starts talking to you and you sort of feel like you need to be nice. You're, Um, yeah. you're you don't need to be nice and you're probably <laughs> going to get in trouble because yep. you are right about these things. Like we, we have good instincts, good. It, it's not, it's a combination of subtle things that we're seeing or, or sensing that are real. It's not like you're getting a, a revelation about the person there's something going on the person is off somehow or their behavior is nervous or you know you can see these things but you don't consciously notice it right away you get an emotion
0: yeah you feel it yeah 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 that's a a good room with someone like that
2: (laughs) sorry um but i didn't know why i was uncomfortable But there was just something off about this guy. Um, And I was it was in a medical situation. So I'm in the room with him. He's talking to the physician assistant. And it turns out, in a long story short, that he was developing schizophrenia, which often happens to um, male adults around college age. So it turned out in retrospect, my feeling was uncomfortable around somebody who I could not predict because there were things he was doing that just didn't make sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You could tell subtly his behavior was not normal and was maybe chaotic in a way that could be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Well, uh, I think we've gone for a couple hours. It's probably time to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any final thoughts from anyone?
1: I yeah. Um, hang on, where is it? Today yep. is uh, one of my geese's birthdays, so can we say happy birthday to her? Um, What's her name? Her name is Tui. Well, it's actually that's her nickname because her real name is uh, Lemon Grab Two, because the other one is <laughs> Lemon Grab One. Uh, of course, Cartoon Adventure Time. Almost but uh so happy birthday she's a year old now it was his birthday like a week ago so oh, happy birthday i'm scared of geese hey uh he's got the boy they're in breeding season so uh they've gotten more aggr- he's got more aggressive oh nice because he's normally he, or he can be fine but now he's like he hates bright colors so he'll attack if he sees anything that's brightly colored and whoever's holding it so okay. i've got like bruises and stuff on me right now but then i just have to like hold him like a football and then have his head tucked underneath, so then he can't like wing attack me. Um, but uh, And she laying that like eggs. That.
2: that sounds like something from a street fighter. It does.
0: Yeah, that's what, I'm-
1: <laughs> and that's oh, what I like. Her geese are mean. They do look kind of cute. Uh,
0: they, they, they look like they assholes. Look at them.
1: You no, know. <laughs> oh, they're assholes. The nose up in- the
0: porch. They come after you. It's horrible. You're trying I'm to take a, a picture. They won't look at you. They got their nose up in the sky. Oh like, no,
1: the white one, he loves the camera. Every time I take it, he's always just like <laughs> staring at it and making poses. But she uh, it was so hard to get good pictures of her because she hates it. But she's laying eggs a lot. And so then she's brooding in her nest and then he hangs out and just it's just it's been fun to watch them be like, Oh, you're like little adult geese now, all growing up. But uh, Carter's run with them you, when you stayed here, you ran and you got them to fly because we were running.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did run with them, but you can't just hang out on the porch. They're like in your face trying to peck at you or whatever. They,
1: they, uh, they like to chew on shoes. So that's a big thing. Yeah. They, they love shoelaces yeah. and hair. They chew on my hair constantly, constantly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I, had,
2: I had a fear of hair as a little kid. I, I think it came from one of my babysitters had a jerry curl and she didn't spray <laughs> it. She didn't spray it enough so it would get dry <laughs> and crack. And it would be hair everywhere, and I just,
0: I just it makes me gag thinking about it. You clearly solved that problem for yourself, though, dude. Yeah. You just. Whoosh. Yeah. No hair.
2: I just I got tired of hair. paying. Tired of paying for haircuts. So.
4: Hair grosses me out too. It's dead. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> also, fingernails.
1: Yeah. They're also dead and gross. Bodies are gross. Oh. <laughs> human bodies oh disgusting <laughs>
0: nasty you guys are the this is like the the covid neurosis did you, <laughs> are, did you, exactly slathering on uh antibacterial hand gel i've
1: never lost my hands ever so
0: mm, right. unless you touch hair
4: speaking of covid neur- neuroses i do have a movie recommendation for parents who are trying to deprogram their children at this point. It's a 1993 version of The Secret Garden. It's a good book too. Oh
1: yeah, I've read it. The
4: 93 movie is really good. And it's a story of a boy who is being locked inside his house by an overprotective parent and that parent's staff and anyone in the room has to wear a mask and because they're afraid of spores in the air and they lock his windows and he's very sick because he's inside all the time Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: and he's he grew up like literally without sunlight and and he doesn't walk around much and he's treated like a delicate little thing that needs protection and um you know i don't want to give away too much but his cousin comes to live with him and she kind of gets him outside and he gets slowly healthier and healthier until he's finally healthy. That's awesome. And then he surprises all the adults and they love him. They're not doing it to hurt him. They're doing it because they love him and they don't want him hurt. And so it all has to be done in secret. And then at the end, the big reveal is, Oh, he can walk and he's healthy and he's fine. And the father's well, crying.
3: Watch that so before it gets banned, I guess. Right. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, sounds like not the message
4: But this is, it's so funny because this movie's from 93 and you, it's pre, its presented as negative that everyone's wearing masks around this kid. Mm-hmm. And I like it because it's none of these adults are evil. They're all well-meaning. They all care about this boy. And, but their overprotection is killing him. Right.
0: So it's not exactly a one-to-one comparison for today, but. Right. (laughs) I think for
4: kids, you know, they go to school and their teachers are people that they like and admire Mm. who they believe have their best interests at heart, but then you have to sit. So I want to tell my daughter, well, these masks are wrong, but her teachers and the administrators and all this people who care about her are telling her the opposite. Um. And it's not enough for me to go, oh, no, they're just bad people. They're trying to muzzle you and mask you. And right. But that's not right. So yeah. anyway.
0: Yeah. That that's, that sounds awesome. I'm going to want to go watch it. I, I don't think I ever saw that movie.
4: It's a good story, too. It's a great book. Good book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I remember. What
0: age, re- what age level is the book appropriate for? 10. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Any any other final thoughts from you or Thomas or I guess Beverly shared her goose birthday.
1: I've got more
2: no. goose pictures.
0: So I'm going to run out and
2: make sure I get my little buddy off the bus in a few minutes.
0: No mask anymore.
4: Nice. Yeah, same for us nice. next Friday. Yeah.
0: Well, don't worry. I saw there's there was a teachers. Uh, I think it was a bunch of protesters in New York City who made up some some cute little songs about how the mask mandate needs to be reinstated. So yeah. Don't mm. worry. It,
4: These maybe teachers it'll come back then, with luck. I'm starting to think teachers are the worst people in the world. Don't let yes. them teach you. yeah.
1: Don't let them be with your kids.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: Can you imagine yeah. being afraid of your own students and
1: my cousin, no, she, she's an elementary school teacher, but she's cool. She's the only one, like, we don't have mask mandates here either, but she's like the only teacher who isn't wearing a mask, though, because she's so they can actually hear her and see her face. But then they were told, like, but well, they can still be, you know, like leaders for their children so that everyone else is like wearing masks. But she just like blatantly saying, nope, she's
0: being a leader. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's exactly. leading them. That's
4: right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good for her.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining. Um, thank you. This today. is a fun conversation. Pleasure to yeah. be here. As always, as always, um, I have one final announcement. I guess we'll make before we leave, but I'll say goodbye to you guys first. So thank Bye. you guys. Goodbye. Yeah, thank and you. We'll see you. See, see you next time.
1: Bye.
0: All right, I just I just have one uh, one final announcement. I know we've been going long. It's two two plus hours at this point. I guess maybe exactly two hours because we started late. Um, as many of you have probably noticed, Carrie hasn't been around for a Covfefe break lately. Uh, that's because she is moving on from unsafe space to focus on her new channel, which is Carrie Smith deprogrammed. Um, Beverly can place a link to that in chat, please Beverly. Um, to be clear, all of us here at unsafe space, uh, truly do wish for the best. We'll continue to promote her new channel. Um, and we'll continue to, as we have been, uh, encourage you all to please go subscribe and check out her content. She's been doing some awesome stuff lately. I can't emphasize that strongly enough. Um, so please go check out what she's doing on her Carrie Smith deprogrammed channel. Um, but obviously this does have implications for Unsafe Space, and I want to talk about those for just a moment. As many of you know, uh, we do have several different series here on the channel. We have a Great Reset series with Comics Division, which is focused on, obviously, the Great Reset and also it's kind of, Alternative tech, I think he's going to start covering a little bit more, and um, and that kind of stuff. We have a show called uh, 451 Degrees, which is about censorship in the uh, specifically in the arts and pop culture with Alex Maselli. Um, there's Dangerous Thoughts on Wednesdays, which is a little bit deeper and philosophical with me. Um, and then we have some more series that we'll be introducing in the f- in the coming months here, and and obviously we have this show Coffee Break, which is live on Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Um, now since its inception a couple of years ago, Coffee break has always been something that Carrie and I did together. Um, and I don't know how many of you were around at the beginning, but it was fun. I, I enjoyed hosting it with her. Um, and the team and I considered trying to just continue Coffee break without Carrie. Um, but ultimately we kind of decided it's not really the same show without Carrie. So, um, so next week will be the last week of Coffee break on Monday, our special guest will be uh, Elle, who some of you may know as some bitch I know. Um, so I'll talk to L on Monday. On Friday, we will have our final coffee break. Sunny will be back for it, along with comedian Lou Perez from We The Internet TV. And that'll be the last coffee break. Um, now, although there won't be any more coffee breaks, it doesn't mean you'll stop seeing us live here on Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. We will still be here, but we'll be producing two new live shows here on Unsafe Space, Um one will be on Mondays and it will be a more news oriented show, and the other one will be a little bit more lighthearted and it will be on Friday. Um, and they'll air during the same time that Coffee Break airs now. Uh, and we'll hopefully next week we can give you some more details about the shows as they materialize. I just don't want to say too much about them right now. Um, but although you know we'll all miss Coffee Break, uh, look, life moves on, you can still get your carry fixed by going to her channel. I encourage you to do that. Uh, I'm personally excited to be separating. Um, Monday and Friday shows into two distinct series. I think that will be actually quite good for us. I think with a new lineup, um, we'll have more flexibility We'll ha- um, to be like silly and random and stuff on Fridays, but on Mondays you'll be able to kind of rely on uh, starting your week off with some discussion of current events and stuff. So in the long run, I think separating Monday and Friday into two distinct shows will be better. Um, and of course, as I mentioned, we have other series planned and that kind of stuff. So look, I'm looking forward to continuing to build unsafe space along with all of you. Um, uh, Which reminds me, I'm sure there'll be feedback, questions, comments uh, about the future of Unsafe Space. Financial supporters, we will have a space in Discord to talk about that, where we will be there as well. Um, And obviously anyone can leave comments, thoughts, opinions, whatever on YouTube or Odyssey or wherever you're watching. So um, thanks again for watching Unsafe Space and watching Covfefe Break here on Unsafe Space. Have a great weekend and join me on Monday for the second to last episode of Covfefe Break with some bitch I know. Uh, Take care, everyone. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to unsafe space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our unsafe space discord server which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there.
5: Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been approved by Neil Young. Please consider cancelling the responsible parties. Here's a list. Do you know what's fascist? When truckers refuse to deliver products to the ruling class. That's what the dictionary says. I swear. The continued war on drugs will require the distribution of free crack pipes. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it.